0: This episode of the Integrated Music Teaching Podcast is proudly supported by Practice Space. You're listening to the Integrated Music Teaching Podcast from Top Music. Tune in weekly as we interview music teachers and experts from around the world to explore creative activities and ideas that build learning connections in students. Our integrated music teaching approach will deepen your students' understanding of musical concepts, engage them in critical thinking, improve their reading and performance, foster their curiosity, and prepare them for a lifetime of music making.
1: Tara Wright here and welcome back to the Integrated Music Teaching Podcast from Top Music Co. At Top Music, we love guiding and supporting music teachers just like you to engage, motivate, and inspire your students and run the most sustainable studio business possible using our IMT system. Well, it's great to be with you for another week of the Integrated Music Teaching Podcast. This is episode 344, where we will be sharing our live workshop, which is all about music games. We will share how to organize music games, as well as how to play music games with online students. Get your free download of the 12 Bar Blues Lessons Plans 1 and 2 at topmusic.co slash blues. Now, one of the things we want to know is, do you ever get frustrated when you can't find your teaching resources Or maybe you've downloaded a lot of resources and they're just collecting digital dust on your computer because you have yet to print them out.
2: Yes, but you're not asking me personally, but yes, I have.
1: (laughs) Or maybe you teach online lessons and thought you can't possibly play games with your online students. Well, Georgina and I are here today to help you solve all of these problems and we have some pretty cool stuff for you too. So if we haven't met yet, hey, my name's Tara and I'm the community manager here at Top Music. And I'm
2: Georgina and I'm the social media manager. So if we've ever spoken on Instagram or Facebook, hi.
1: So the two of us have been using and creating games for, well, as long as we can remember, which I'm sure is a lot longer than some of you may think. Let us know in the comments what struggles you have when it comes to using games during your lessons. Is it finding the time to use these resources, the organization of them, or
2: maybe you don't even know where to begin? We've got lots of people saying hi, we've got some more people joining in the group as well. Let's let these guys in. Who have we got so far? We've got hi to Sarah, hi to Anna, There's more hi MJ. Let's let these other people in the group.
1: Oh, they're all coming in. Hi hey Linda. Hi Chris. Lisa says, "Totally understand frustrating hunts. Just found three copies of no book in Google Drive among other items. No wonder the drive is over full." Hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. And, you know, Lisa, I know you're a member of Top Music Pro and I am going to be creating a video in the next week or two all about how to organize your digital resources because it gets messy in there. Let me tell you. Mm -hmm. But I have some really cool ways to organize all of your resources digitally. Chris says, I can't find the game I need or don't know what to do because I am unorganized. Well, we are here to help you. If you are just coming into our live, make sure to say hello and let us know where you are coming from. I have a feeling all of our Aussies are probably sleeping. It's midnight. over in Melbourne. So in South
2: Australia, MJ, what time is it there?
1: I love using games, but struggle with time management as some students don't want to return to lesson if we play something too early. Yes, we have some of those students as well. Same, same. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so we're going to get into it and we are going to show you how we organize our materials. If you can see behind me, I have a whole lot of stuff. And that's one of the things the kids, when they come into my room, they're like, oh, and I'm like, you know, I do a lot of things. We do a lot of cool things and we're going to have a lot of fun, but at least it's all organized, which helps a lot. All right, so one of my favorite things to do when it comes to games is to have file folders. So you can do a filing cabinet, I have some of those, but I love these little file boxes that I can pick up and go because there was a time in my life I did travel teaching and I also taught homeschool groups on Fridays where I would have to go to the school where they were all doing this um, gathering. And I had to take all my stuff with me. So these boxes were a lifesaver. So if you are doing travel teaching, because I know there are some of you out there, I highly recommend doing these boxes. And the way I organize them is I will take a hanging file folder and I will name it the concept that we're doing. So if we're doing the musical alphabet, if we're doing eighth notes, if we're doing C position... I will name the teaching concept in the file folder. And then inside the file folder, I put other folders in there with each of them having a game inside. So this is one of the ways that I've organized that works really well for me, because if I have a student who's in the primer book or the prelude book, I know I can just grab out this tote and I'm going to have all the games right there for me. And then if, you know, some of your games may have cards, then what I do is I have these little pockets and then I put the cards in there and then just put them into the file folder. So that works really well. Now, one of my favorite things to play with my students is card games. They're usually quick, they're usually easy, and so I have a ton of card games like this what I do is I get these photo boxes. These are four by six, I believe. And I just pop my cards in there because usually I don't need the directions. If I need the directions and it's printed out on an eight and a half by 11, I'll just fold it up and put it in the bottom. And then I'll label the front with the name of the game. And then I do it in two ways. I put them up on my shelf for all the games that I use all the time. If I have extra games that I use every once in a while, there's actually a tote that these can fit in. And so I have a ton of different totes and it has them categorized by the level of game that they are. So if it's a primer level, I put them in there. Fits for level one. I put them in my level one box. Organizing by level saves me. And then within the level i uh, organize by teaching concept now another way i do have organization because you know i create a lot of teaching games so i have more games than anyone ever needs but that's because i enjoy making them so sometimes when i make teaching games i may do a series that i'm creating And what I'll do is, I will get these file boxes. I actually get these from IKEA. They're 50 cents each. You get two for 99 cents. You can't beat that price. And it fits these uh, zipper pouches, which I get off Amazon. I get 40 of these pouches for like $23. And it's great because it fits game boards, it fits the instructions, and then I can throw all of the cards in there as well. And then you can put a label on the outside and then drop them in. Now, if you like organizing this way and don't want to do the files, you can also label this as rhythms or chord games or whatever type of game concept it is you could label it there or you could also label this by the level that you have so this could be your primer stack so that's how i organize my games georgiana how do you organize yours
2: kind of similar but also kind of different so i'm in a smaller space than you are so i don't have loads of lovely shells behind you i have a cupboard that i fit everything in And how I found it works best for my little cupboard is these little boxes that come in lots of different colours, which just makes me happy. And I've numbered them all so that I can know what's in each box. So in each box is smaller boxes that match the colours because I just like that. And then in the box are all of my games for this particular box, but in the little holly pockets. And I write, I don't know if you can see that, the name of the game at the top. So that when I am going through, I can see the name, pull out what I want. And then because most of my games have cards with it, they're in the boxes, in the box. And all of the cards are in these little receivable little pockets. that again, I write the name on so that I can find Squirrel Pianos, Squirrel Pianos. I'm good to go. I can't remember how many boxes I've got at this point it's quite a few and because I've got quite a few I have a book of each box and what is in each box so the big boxes are numbered and then the little boxes are lettered so that if I think I want to play that game have a flick through and be like ah it's in box five and then the cards are in box b so I've got everything there and then I categorise all the boxes in a way that makes sense to me. I don't know if it makes sense to many people. Um, but blue is note reading. The other blue is piano note reading. So kind of similar. That's why they're both in blue. Pink is note values. Red is seasonal. They've all got different colours that me, different things that make sense to me. So I can find what I need. But like you, I also create games as well. So like you, I've got a million games everywhere. <laughs> and I like creating bundles the same as you and I put mine in massive folders again colorful because everything here is colorful so each bundle has got their different little pocket and everything just lives in there because it's easier for me to have everything in one place so I know what I'm looking for either in the book in the box in the folder and I can just get what I need and then put it back in the cupboard because I can't leave everything out all the time which is sad but it's organized and that's that's what matters so I'm happy with that they're the same boxes. I didn't know you could get them in, in
1: clear. Yes, you can get them in clear. I also have them in rainbow. The rainbow ones make me happy, but you can... I got these clear ones because it was a big bulk order that I did. And they were a lot cheaper to do the clear. So I want with clear for one, but I do love my colored ones. Now, Krista asked a really great question. How do you remember and keep track of the games you have? I often get stuck using the same few games and I forget I have others. I'm wondering about creating a spreadsheet for myself or something. Any other ideas? So I have a couple ways I do this. I do have a spreadsheet and I actually have a video on how to use the spreadsheet So after this live, I'll make sure to go get that video because I have it up on YouTube and I'll post that here for you. So you can see how I organize them because I do love a good spreadsheet that has everything in it. And then you can actually categorize. So I say if it's primer, I say, you know, where I got it. It has all the things in the spreadsheet. The other thing that I do is I have my teacher copies of my books that I typically use. So I use Piano Pronto and under each song or category or concept that the kids are learning, I'll write the games that I have available for that concept. What about you, Georgina?
2: I'm not a massive fan of spreadsheets. So what I found works for me is Google Keep because it looks like loads of little post-it notes, but each post-it note relates to a different game. So on each of those little post-it notes, I have a picture of the game, so I know what it looks like, the title, and then any, like, tag keywords that I want to remember, like, if I think, oh, that certain student will want to play that when they reach that level, I'll put that in there, because then you can search for, oh, note reading games, base path note reading, and everything that you've put in will come up, and you'll be like, oh, i totally forgot about that game, that's brilliant. And then also because of my system and my little post-it notes, it's got which box it's in so I can go find it. And then that's, that's how I do
1: it. Yeah, so keep a lookout for the video on how to organize everything with your spreadsheets because that's how my brain works. And it makes me happy looking at my spreadsheets. It's also how I organize all my digital products as well. Now, speaking of digital... Some teachers since COVID have gone fully online. So Georgina, you will teach strictly online lessons, which is incredible, but you also create and use games all the time. So one of the things that we hear from teachers is how to use physical games that we have with our online students. So how do you do that?
2: Well, I use magnets because when it comes to physical games and online lessons, magnets are your best friend. I have got so many magnetic whiteboards, I have lost count, but they are brilliant because you can have whatever game you want to play set up ready for your student. So this game here is ready to set up with my lucky student Tara today. So it is on my board using these brilliant little push-pin magnets that I just absolutely love. They're from Amazon. Of them and I've got all of my little pieces with self-adhesive magnet on the back again Amazon. <laughs> I just love Amazon, it's so useful. These are my playing pieces because for a little while I was trying to hold things and move them but that's just impossible. Bridge magnets perfect. Absolutely brilliant. And then my little playing at my question cards, I've just got a little magnetic clip to hold them up. Fun again because I like everything to be magnetic. They're also magnetic, so I can attach them. So I would say to my lovely student, do you want to be the tiger or the penguin?
1: Oh, I'll be the penguin.
2: Good choice. Okay. How many beats is on our first card?
1: That one gets three.
2: So you're going to move three spaces. Do you want to go down do you want to go up? Tell me where to move Oh, Let's go up. Okay. So one, two, left or right? Right. Right. Oh, you get another go. So you see what I mean, this is what we do. And it's all important that you are excited as you're playing it, because that's what builds the excitement as well. And you would think maybe that the kids wouldn't be as excited just watching me do everything, but I have not found a single child lose interest. In fact, I have one say, can we play a game like I'm bossing around? But yes, (laughs) yes, of course. (laughs) And yeah, magnetic board, everything magnetic, brilliant these absolutely like it because if you don't want to put magnets on the back of cards just do that instead Magnets. magnets magnets magnets
1: magnets help with everything and like you said our students even though they don't have the game in front of them that they're physically touching they still absolutely love the game and they are very involved and focused the entire time which is amazing
2: but you can if you've bought your game from a site that's happy for you to share the game and get other people to print them out. You can get them to print out the copy of the board at home, so they're sitting it with theirs in front. They're moving, the, but you can hold yours up as well just to check. Like, oh, did you move yours there? Okay, brilliant. I'll move it there too as well. But so it's so adorable. I absolutely love it when they're looking down. They look up. What's the next one? Two beats. What's the next one? And it's just that's so involved. They're so engaged, and it's brilliant.
1: Yes, and I love that magnetic board that you have because it has a little easel with it. Yes, you can easily put that on your desk or your table if you have one that you're working at. So it can sit there right in front, which is awesome. Now, if you have any questions about how we use games, either inside of you know, in-person lessons or on online lessons, let us know because we are here to help because we absolutely love games. This is what Georgina and I are passionate about and we are here to help all of you. Lisa says, Dollar Tree occasionally has pouches with many snap pockets inside. Perfect for paper games with cards. At one point were two for a buck, not sure now. Now I just need the magazine holders that I have. Yes, and you can find them anywhere. You can get those on Amazon. I have, I don't know if you can see, I've got some colorful ones up on my bookshelves. They're a little bit heavier duty. The ones from Ikea that I get for a dollar, they're not very heavy duty, but they work. And uh, my shelves are filled with those. And if you're wondering, my bookshelves also came from Ikea. Love Ikea for everything. Anna says, I'm exclusively online, but live in a very small space. Hoping you'll address ways to adapt games for online use without printing anything. Georgiana, do you have any tips for that?
2: My ideas for that would be if you're happy to use screen share. I know lots of online teachers like using screen share, so you can use the PDF. I mean, have you used screen? You're nodding away, Tara. Do you use screen share?
1: I did when I was teaching more online lessons. It works pretty well with a lot of games.
2: It does. It does. How do you use it?
1: Um, well, with Zoom, you can screen share your PDF. So I go right there and then I was using a program. I don't remember what it was, but it allowed me to write on my iPad, which was really cool. So I used it that way. How do you do it?
2: So if you have um, Google, uh, what's the sheet? Is Google Sheets? I've totally blanked on the name. Google Sheets. Um, Sheets. You can get the PDF on, and if you don't go to uh, present the slide. You can put little like stickers or graphics or whatever you can find on Google or anything and you can move those along, if that makes sense. Yes. It's not something I tend to do very much, but I have done it in the past and it's worked fine.
0: Looking for a fun, effective way to boost your students' enthusiasm? As music teachers, we're all familiar with the challenge of motivating students to practice consistently. And this is where practice space shines. Practice Space's interactive features create a social side to your studio that truly engages your students. Your studio's leaderboard encourages friendly competition, while long-term goals like practice streaks add a rewarding challenge. Plus, completing assignments earns students practice gems, which they can spend on avatars, backgrounds, or in your own fun, customized shop. Sending students a clear practice agenda is also simple. The digital assignment journal lets you send PDFs, videos, MP3s, and more. Say goodbye to sifting through Google Drive emails and texts for worksheets or music. The practice-based media library ensures easy organization. Plus, with their new feed feature, students can send you their practice videos throughout the week. Teachers can easily provide real-time feedback from quick emoji reactions through to more thorough comments. Get a 30-day free trial and a 50% discount for the first three months exclusively to the IMT podcast using the code Top 50. TOP 50. Visit practice space app.com today.
1: Now, another thing that you can do, there's a ton of digital games out there. So, Tara Boykin, she makes a lot of boom cards. So, that's a digital game that you can play with your students. I've made digital games online using. Um, google slides where everything's digital so they click everything and go to the next slide if they get it right they go to the next question if they get it wrong it says oh no so there are digital games out there that you can use with your students as well lisa says where did you get the magnetic board georgina
2: Amazon, everything I have
1: comes from Amazon. <laughs> everything comes from Amazon. Georgina and I love ordering off Amazon. Some of this stuff, um, like the pocket folders that Lisa was talking about, I ordered a bunch of those off of TEMU. I think you could say it. It's T-E-M-U. There's a ton of teaching resources you can get from there. Also, Shein has teaching resources Uh, that are pretty cheap. You can find this stuff in a lot of different places. But if you want to know the exact stuff that we use, especially from Amazon, we do have a freebie that we released recently. And we are going to put the link to that in the comments as well. And it shows all of the things that we use to organize our games and the things that Georgina uses to teach online lessons.
2: It is a very good list. I'll put that in the comments now if you want to have a look at it, ask us any questions, some good stuff. I looked through your things and I was like, oh, I need to get myself.
1: <laughs> I love shopping and I love getting stuff for my studio. I always say I need to stop and then I just get more. I love organizing. I love all things games. So anything with games, you know, I probably have. What size are your magnetic boards, Georgina?
2: Oh, good question. Um, Some of them are A4, some of them are A3 and various sizes, a little bit bigger than that. I wish I knew the exact sizes to tell you in America. I don't know how that translates, but I think I found the link to this one. I'm pretty sure that is in the checklist for American size. I don't know. I get baffled between A4 and what you guys have.
1: Yes. So go to the checklist that Georgina put into the comments and those will have all of the links to the products we use. And Georgina included quite a few magnetic boards, I believe, in that checklist.
2: This one should be the
1: now that's not all because we've talked about the checklist that we gave you, but we also have something very exciting. We actually released a new series in Top Music Pro called Top Music Games. So earlier this year, I became the community manager at Top Music. And I was like, well, we have Top Music Sheets where we bring you eight to 10 pieces of music for you to use in your studios. And I was like, why don't we bring games? That's what I'm passionate about. That's what Georgina is passionate about. So we are bringing them to you. So every single month, You're gonna get four games if you are a member of Top Music Pro, and they're from different creators from around the world. So this month you're getting four of my games. Next month you're gonna get four of Georgina's games, and then we have creators like Jennifer Fox, and Tara Boykin, and Abigail Prophet. They are all bringing us some really cool games, and they're not just uh, downloadable games like card games or board games. We also have digital games as well. So Tara Boykin is giving us some boom cards and there's ways to play online games with these uh, games the creators are making. Now, this is available for only $10 a month, but the cool thing is you get so much for $10 a month inside Top Music Pro, it's really ridiculous. You're getting top music games, you're getting top music sheets, you're getting pop song solutions. So, if you haven't heard of Pop Song Solutions, Tim sits down at the piano, listens to a song for the first time and then figures out how to play it by ear. And he teaches us how to teach our students how to play these pop songs. Because if you were anything like us, our teachers didn't really teach us that. We were very classically trained. So, for us it's a little bit out of the box. And it was a little hard to start In the beginning, Tim shows you all of the steps, which is awesome. You also get all the webinar replays. So we do a lot of webinars or workshops just like this. You get access to power hours. So if you need time to get stuff done, join our power hours. I host Mondays. Tim has the Wednesday evening for me. It's Thursday morning for him. And then we also have one on Fridays as well which will be starting in about a half hour. These power hours are great because we work on something that needs to get done for that hour. So we have members who work on professional development. We have members who work on finances during that time. The reason I love it in the morning is that you can eat your frog. So get the stuff done that you don't wanna deal with for the rest of the week. And you also get access to our forums where you connect with all of the other teachers and ask questions. So you get all of that for only $10 a month. So that's a wild deal. Yeah, so I actually run a teaching studio and I have a ton of teachers that actually work for me. And one of my favorite things to do is when I get a new teacher is to give them a teacher survival kit. So I give them all the little trinkets that they need to start playing games. So dice, little um, trinkets to move around game boards, a pointer finger, because I love using pointer fingers. And because you guys are going to get the first four games, which are right here, these are the first four games that we released for top music games. One of my favorite games to play is the chicken rhythm game. And it's been the biggest success in my studio. It's working on rhythms, but it uses a rubber chicken. So I don't know if y'all can see, but I've got a rubber chicken up there. And that's one of probably 15 chickens I have in this room. <laughs> My students absolutely love it. So you'll be getting a rubber chicken as well to play with the game. So we hope y'all love games as much as we do. and. We are wanting to give you so much because you teachers really deserve it. So we will also add the sign up link in the comments. So if you do want to join Top Music Pro, you can join our light membership and get all of these games, all of the top music sheets each month. You get the webinars, you get power hours, you get access to the community forums. It's just incredible.
2: Yeah, I'm not We've got a couple of questions. I know you can definitely answer one right now. Mary is asking, do you have any games appropriate for adult students? And I know that you've got a good answer. Yes.
1: Yeah, so adults do like games. You just have to present it in a way that they are going to feel like they're not children. but. I have adults play my chicken game all the time because adults need to work on rhythms. They also need to work on, you know, note naming and whatever it is you're teaching them, they need to work on. So whatever concept you are doing, you can find games to play with adults and they'll play them and they'll be okay with them. They'll like them once they start playing. I promise
2: there's lots of good card games that adult students might sort of warm to a little bit quicker than ones with because I don't know about you I've got lots of cutesy cartoony ones because that's what the kids like but there's also lots of card games that are a bit more mature for older students I know there's a great one in the top music games this month from you is Flamingo Flight is that what that was called? Oh yes Flamingo yes. Flight that would be a good one for adults, I think, because it's a familiar kind of game that they might have played before. I have never played it before. Is it Trash? Trash. Yeah. I've never come across that, but it seems like the sort of game adult students would know and be like, oh, OK, it's just a musical version of a card game I've played. I'm up for that. I'll, I'll have a go with that.
1: Yes. And that's one reason I love card games so much is because I take a concept that already exists, games that already exist, that kids have played, adults have played but I make them musical. That way I'll send my games home with my students and say, go play this with your brother or sister who's also taking lessons or go play this with your mom and dad. And then I can also send cheat sheets home with mom and dad so they actually know what they're doing if they aren't musical.
2: Absolutely. One more question that I've seen is Sue is asking about the type of printers we use. Which one would you recommend ink cartridges or laser inkjet for cost savings? So I use HP Instant Ink where I get a certain amount of pages to print a month and they send you out the ink cartridges when you're running low, which happens all the time because I'm constantly printing things. But I don't have to remember to go and buy ink. It just arrives. I'm like, oh, yay, I can carry on printing. It's great. But I know you've got something completely different. What have you got?
1: I do. So I've gone through all of the printers. I've done Inkjet. Don't get that. I've done laser printers. They're wonderful. I have one in my office here at the studio. The one I use all the time for printing games is a Canon Eco Tank. So, that one you actually buy bottles of ink that you put into the tanks, and you can print 6,000 and 8,000 copies with just the first set of inks. It lasts forever. And then the ink that you replace it with is also super cheap, which is wonderful. So I love those. I have the, the Canon series, the Canon Inko Tanks.
2: i have never come across that before. I'm definitely going to have to have a look. But I, I think that. That at the moment for me, the HP Instant Ink is really good value for money because I can get through so many pages each month and I don't feel like it's cost a lot to print it. So if you're on a smaller scale, I definitely recommend that. Yes. And
1: I will find the link to the printer I have and I'll put that in the comments for you guys. But I definitely recommend it. I was looking at buying another one for the studio yesterday, actually. Chris says Do you play a game every single week for each student? I struggle with having enough time to include games frequently. I don't use it every lesson, it really depends on the student. And what we're trying to accomplish that lesson for my younger ones, it's almost every lesson because they, they love the games and it helps them a lot more. If we're working on a lot of repertoire or working towards a performance, then I don't play games every single week. What about you, Georgina?
2: Absolutely the same. For the younger beginners, I find that repetition is key, and the best way to do that is by playing games with them. It, you also get to know them a bit better as you're playing the games, and that always helps forming that bond with them as they grow older. And as a musician, it just helps when you've created that bond with them. But, like you say, if there's something big coming up, you don't tend to unless all you're doing with them is let's play through that, let's have two minutes of the game. I'll put a timer on, we'll just Go through that just as a little brain break. We'll come back and work through your piece again. But no, I wouldn't say I do it every single week with every single student. Oh, I would love to, though. That'd be great. I?
1: Sometimes there's just not enough time for everything that we want to do. But games really do help, especially if you have a student coming in who is tired and run down. Like our kids here just started school the last couple of days, and the kids the last couple of days have been coming in exhausted. So we've been playing games at the beginning of the lesson to get them in the mood to do piano. Sometimes as a teacher, it's been a rough day maybe we've had a rough student. And so we'll play games to get us in the mood as well. Sometimes we'll play in the middle if a kid needs a brain break, because sometimes you just need a brain break. So do the kids. They're humans. So let them have, you know, three minutes in the middle of the lesson to have a little brain break. Instead of them yapping about their day, say, okay, let's play this game instead. And they'll want to play the game for sure.
2: Oh, definitely. Also, like to, I've got some students who 30 minutes is a long time, especially for the really young ones. That's like an eternity. So if you say, right, we're gonna play a game at the end of the lesson, that is something to look forward to after they've buckled down, they focus, they're listening to, you, they're doing everything, and then they get to sort of let their hair down with a game at the end. But you also get to show them something new or you get to reinforce what they've already been doing, but they think they're just having a fun end of the time but we know that actually they're still learning
1: marilyn asked if i will be shipping a chicken to canada yes if you are the within the first five uh people to sign up for top music pro you will get a chicken no matter where you live so if you live in australia i'll send it to australia too but i know you'll love it now if you don't get the rubber chicken. You can easily purchase them. You can get them on Amazon. I find mine at Walmart, the dollar store. I find them everywhere. I have them in every size. But if you don't want to have a rubber chicken in your studio, (laughs) that's a-okay too. There is an app, so you can download the rubber chicken app on your phone or your iPad. So that is another option for you.
2: I wonder if any other lives have ever mentioned the word rubber chicken as much as I <laughs> You
1: know, I should get out my rubber chickens. I have so many and they're hilarious. It brings a lot of joy to this studio. That's oh, all I'm going to say.
2: That is the important thing. If got any more questions. So I've just got one more thing to tell you guys before we go. We want everyone to play music games as much as we do. We want your students to have as much fun as our students do with games. And we just, we just want to keep giving because you guys are lovely. Your piano teachers, your music teachers, and you deserve everything because music is important.
1: Music is important. And because we love our games so much, we want to share so much with you. So we covered a lot today. We covered how to organize your resources. You don't have to have as much as I do. You can keep it on a small level. We also talked about how to use your games online. And then we also have Top Music Games. So go join Top Music Pro. You can join the Light membership at only $10 a month. And you get so much stuff with that. And then don't forget the freebie. We have a freebie that we also post it in the comments that has all of the things that we use in our studios to play the games. So go check that out because if you need something, it's probably in there. And for all of you asking about laminator machines and printers and all the things, we will post those links in the comments after this live as well. We'll get all of that for you.
2: We'll go through and answer any other questions that we've missed as well. So if you think they've not read my question, we'll reply.
1: We will. We promise. We hope this helped all of you today. And we can't wait to hear all of your success stories when it comes to games. So post those in this Facebook group as well, because guess what? We love all things games. All things games.
2: yeah,
1: And we love helping teachers just like you. So, we will see you around the Facebook group and we will see you all later. Bye, everyone.
0: Hi, everyone. I wanted to take a moment to let you know about an amazing community of music teachers ready to welcome you over at Top Music Pro. Top Music Pro is the global hub for music teachers looking to connect, learn, grow and be challenged in both their teaching and studio businesses. Community members save time by accessing hundreds of step-by-step lesson plans, creative teaching frameworks, business guides, online courses and workshops. We offer training in topics as diverse as music technique, lead sheets, website building, intermediate repertoire, group teaching, and special needs teaching. We also save you money through our extensive discounts, including those with Music Notes, Sheet Music Plus, Music Room, Office Depot, Tone Bass, and many more. And if you like sheet music, all our members get a free book of studio licensed, beautifully engraved sheet music each and every month. As a valued podcast listener, you can check out the Top Music Pro community free for 14 days by heading to topmusicpro.com, clicking join now on our studio tier, and using the special coupon code IMT POD23 that's all one word so that's IMT POD23 we can't wait to welcome you inside
1: that's the end of the show this week next week on the podcast we have a new theme for the month of September we are talking all things business the guest will talk about how they hire other teachers for their studios I'm Tara Wright, and you've been listening to the Integrated Music Teaching Podcast. Speak to you next time.
0: How do you keep up to date with all the latest trends and research into music education? How do you connect with other teachers around the world and make sure your teaching stays fresh and relevant for students of all ages and stages both now and into the future? I created our Top Music Pro membership to be the one-stop shop for music teaching resources, training, support and community and I'd love for you to come and join us inside. With over 40 comprehensive training courses, hundreds of teaching demonstrations and lesson plans, free monthly sheet music, discounts and all the business and pedagogy support you could ever need, Top Music Pro is the community you've been looking for. If you're ready to level up your learning from the podcast and join thousands of other teachers in our global network, head over to topmusicpro.com today. If you enjoy this show and want to hear more of our work, be sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening today. For links and resources mentioned in this episode, visit us at topmusic.co slash podcast or check out the show notes. I'm Tim Topham and this is the Integrated Music Teaching Podcast, a production of Top Music. Thank you so much for listening. Enjoy your week ahead and I'll catch you next time.